How's your soul? That's the question that we're asking, and it's a big question. It's a loaded question. It is a deep question, and, uh, and you may not know how to answer it, and that's okay. That's why we're on this journey together is to figure out how can I answer this question. The reality is, is that you are a soul. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body, uh, and that soul that God has given to you is created to be his home. Every single human being has a God-shaped hole in their soul that can only be filled by God. We try so often to try to fill that hole with everything else other than God, and it just doesn't work because God created our soul to be his home. Is God at home in your soul? Is God at home in your soul? I cannot answer that for you. You cannot answer that for me. Only you can answer that for you. So how is, is God at home in your soul? And, and maybe you're saying, well, why does that matter? Here's why it matters, because at some point you need to realize it's better to deal with the condition of your soul before the condition of your soul deals with you. Because at some point you're going to close your eyes in death in this life and your soul The condition of your soul is going to deal with you for all of eternity. And so why why not now deal with it? Why, Why not now take a look and say, God, look into my soul. Help me understand the condition of my soul. And God, I want to surrender my soul to you. I want you to make your home in my soul. God, I am surrendering my life to you. Here it is. I want to follow you. God wants that for you. God longs for that for you. Psalm 107 verses 8 and 9. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, his wondrous works to the children of man. Listen to this. He satisfies the longing soul. Is your soul longing for something, someone? The answer to that is absolutely yes. Every human being on this planet is longing for God to fill their soul. They may not realize it yet. They may not have come to understand that yet. But every single one of us is longing and has a longing soul for God. And what's beautiful is, is that he satisfies it. That's that God-shaped hole that he can only fill. He satisfies the longing soul. And he gives good things. He fills us with good things if we have a hungry soul. Me hungry. I, I mean, it's awesome. He fills it. He gives us good things. Now, now here's, here's part of the problem, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. The problem is, is that you and I don't get to define that good. You, you do not get to define that good. I do not get to define that good. You do not get to say, what is the good things that I want God to fill my soul? Sorry, eh, wrong answer. doesn't work that way. God is the one who has given to and wants to give to you good things to fill your soul. He's the one that gets to define them because he's the creator of life, because he's the almighty God. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the savior of all mankind. He's the one who gets to decide what are the good things that I get to put into and have a part of my soul. And and the beauty is, is that they are the best things. They're the most amazing things. They're the most incredible things that we can have in our life. Number one, we looked at last week, it's redemption. The the very most important 
good thing that God wants to put into your soul, give to your soul, is redemption. In other words, he wants to be in relationship with you, and he made a way by paying for sin through his son Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. Separation from God is the wage of sin. And you and I can never pay it. No matter how much good, no matter what you do to try to, to, to do good things, those good things will never, ever be enough. And so for the wages of sin is death. That's bad news. That's horrible news. That's the worst news possible, but that's not the end of the verse. <laughs> that's not the end of the verse. But the gift of God, the good thing of God, is eternal life through Anyone? Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Jesus Christ. So he offers to us eternal life through Christ. Christ paid the penalty for our sin. Galatians 2.20. I love, love this verse. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Thursday night, we, there was a, a person that got up and, ta- and gave a testimony about I died to myself, and in that chair, and he was describing where it happened, I, I put up a tombstone for my life, and I said, I am done living my life. I'm going to live for God. It's no longer I who live. Notice what it says, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live in the flesh by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That, that is an awesome truth. That is an awesome reality that when we come to understand that this good thing that God gives us, this redemption that he offers to us, you and I can have an amazing relationship with God and he downloads, he backs up the moving truck of, his, of everything he offers and you and I, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we get all of Jesus and everything that comes with Jesus. All, everything, I mean every single thing that God has to offer, you and I get that, and it gets downloaded into our life, gets, it gets moved into our life, and it, and it radically transforms the who I am. I am no longer those old things, past things, whatever that this stuff is, uh, that is not who I am. I am who God says I am. The truest things about me are what God says. And so as we looked at that, one of the things that we looked at was this list of, of, of really identity issues in our life. And so I would like you to say it with me out loud, all right? Whether, whether or not you agree with it, whether or not whatever, just if you're willing to, would you say this with me out loud? Because of Christ's redemption. Now, now, do you, now say this with some meaning behind it if you believe it. I am a new creation of great worth. Do you believe that? Do you believe that about yourself? I am a new creation of great worth. God says that about you. I am deeply loved. Do you believe that? Do you believe you are deeply loved by the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God who is the one true living God loves you deeply? I am deeply loved. I am completely forgiven. You are. 
If you are in Christ, all of your sin has been nailed to the cross through Jesus. He took on all the sin of the world, and he has nailed it to the cross. He has paid for it. You are paid past, present, future. All of your sin has been forgiven. Do you believe that? I am completely forgiven. I am fully pleasing. I am fully pleasing to God. I don't have to please anybody else. I'm fully pleasing to God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? All right, all right. That's not where it ends. I am totally accepted by God. You are totally accepted by God. Man, there's not, you don't have to do, do this. I mean, it's not about do's and don'ts. It's about I've been accepted by God. I've been accepted by the King of Kings. And lastly, and but really not lastly, because there's a whole lot more, I am absolutely complete in Christ. Do you believe that? See, my, my being is more important than my doing because my being, who I am, should define what I do. Y'all, y'all, y'all tracking. Who I am, what I, my being should define my doing. Unfortunately, what so often happens in our lives, even as believers, is the other way around. Our doing ends up defining our being. And we get stuck in this trap of thinking, I've got to do X, Y, Z in order to be right with God, in order to satisfy God, in order to please God, in order to escape his wrath. And really, that's what every religion of the world teaches, is you got to do all these things to be acceptable to God or to escape his wrath. It's all about my to-do list, when reality is, it's all about God's to-done list, and his to-done list trumps my to-do list, and I don't need to worry about whether or not God loves me, accepts me, and cares for me. He always will and always has. And the beauty of it is, is that we don't have to be enslaved, we don't have to be controlled by those things any longer. And so many of us, that's exactly what's going on in our lives is we are controlled, we are enslaved, we, we have been shackled to things that we need to do, whether they are things that we put on ourselves or things that other people put on us, we get shackled to those things and we allow those things to be the thing that define who we are. So I don't know if that's you, I know that's me. I, I know that I, I, in my life, at times allow those things to be the thing that defines who I am, who I be, and that is not God's intention. And so I don't know if you're here and you're sick and tired of carrying around a load in your life that, that is weighing you down, that is burning you down, that is burning you out, and you're getting to the end of your rope. May I just say to you, it doesn't have to end that way. That way, It doesn't have to end there. So if you have your Bibles, scroll or turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus introduces to us something different. Jesus introduces to us a different way of, of living, a different way of, of allowing him to fill us up, a different way of going about life. 
Instead of letting all of of the worries and the fears and all the other things of this world uh, be the things that define us, he says something different toward us in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus speaking. Oh, Siri. I didn't didn't ask you, Siri. Anyway, sorry. She likes to interrupt. Terrible. Verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I I need a kid who is between ages 8 and 12. Is there a kid here who would willing to come up here? Well, come on, man. Get up here. Jasic. That's, you, you are the man of the myth of legend. Get up here, Jasic. You guys, you both can come up here. That's fine. All right, so why don't you take one side? We want to take the other. All right, sort of face that way. Tell me your name. Elvis. and Jasic. Jasic, all right. Sweet. So you guys are going to hold this bag. This bag represents our life, all right? What do, what do we do? We... Guys, you're gonna, I'm, I'm going to put some bricks in here, all right? So it's going to get potentially heavy. All right, all right, so here we go. But you guys got to keep it, you got to keep it up. Okay, you can't let it down. You, you good? Okay, all right, cool. So wh- what do we do? We, 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 let, we let things like worry, fear, uh, what other people think about us start, start to, got it? Uh, start to weigh us down. We, 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 we let pressures that, that, aren't even, that aren't even being put upon us be put upon us because we take things personally or we internalize things or, or we think that somehow we've got to measure up to a certain standard. And so we, we strive to, to do what, what we think is right and, and we, we just continue to get bogged down in this, this, this rat race, this mess of, of life because, because there's things that we're putting on ourselves. And, and, and so we have... All these things that we put on ourselves, and then, and then, you guys okay? All right? Okay. Don't bop each other in the head or anything. Um, Then not only that, we let other people. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's the workload. Maybe maybe it's chores. Maybe maybe it's I got to have my house looking like it's going to be on HGTV because I never know when they're going to show up at my door. I I don't know. Maybe 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 some of you guys are like. Man, my wife's honeydew list is just crazy long. And we put, we allow that stuff. You guys okay? All right, good. You got five bricks in there. They're about 10 pounds each, so you, you're doing all right. So, so we, we let that kind of stuff weigh us down. Not only that, but, but people are, let's just be honest. Human beings are always not the kindest individuals. And we say stuff to each other. And we do stuff to each other. And sometimes that stuff is downright evil. It's downright evil stuff. And we let that hold us back. You guys all right? Okay, is that getting heavy? Okay, so could you imagine carrying that around with you all the time? You can imagine that. Yeah, I could. Like, I'd probably be like... Right on. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, brother. That, that is, that's it. You, 
Come back over here and help Elvis because that is, he needs help. Man, that is, that is what I'm talking about right there. Wow. Thank you. I'm glad I did not have to do that because I'd be still wanting to get up. Um, so, so this is getting heavy. You can imagine if you had to carry this around, right, right that it would be difficult. It would be really, really tough to carry that around. You're, you know what? Actually, the reality is you're not, you're not built to do that. What, what, and so what Jesus says is if you're weary and heavy laden, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. That word yoke is to team up with. The idea of, they would, they would, you guys okay? All right, good. The, the idea is that they would yoke up a younger, like, oxen with an older one, and the older one would take on the identity of the young, or the younger one would take on the identity of the older one, and they would work in tandem together, and it would make the, the, the work easier. It would make the lighter of the load. And so Jesus is saying, let me team up with you. Let me come along and help you. Does that, is that a little easier for you guys? Yeah? You think you could hold that a little longer? Okay, I'm not going to make you. Let's give these guys a hand, all right? Good job. You guys can go have a seat. Thank you. Jesus says, team up with me. And here's the thing about that. That passage, that, that, those things that, that it talks about, the, the very fact of being, of being labored, that, that is... You, the things you allow in your own life to weigh you down. Whatever that is. For me, that, that was failure. For me, that, was, that was, was discouragement. For me, that was letting something, somebody say. 99 people could say amazing things. One person says one thing that gets me in, and just gets into my skin, under my skin, and I put that in the bag. Can you identify with that? Stuff that we put on. And then there's the stuff, the stuff that's heavy laden. Heavy laden. You hear it? Laid upon you by everybody else. And, 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 and the harsh reality is, is what we do is we let this define who I am. And I hear it all the time, statements of, I'm a failure. I'm a worry ward. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I am statements. That those are identity statements that you're making about yourself that are not, thus saith the word of God. They are not from the word of God. You are allowing your own self and you're allowing others to put on you weights that you were never meant to carry. The beauty of Jesus is he comes along and he says to us, hey, team up with me and I will go through life helping you with this. He doesn't say I'll remove this. Because he doesn't, he doesn't say that I'm going to just take out everybody you don't like. Oh, he talked bad to you? Well, bam! No, he does not do that. He doesn't take away your workload. He doesn't take away all those things. But he says, I will walk with you through it. And the beauty of that is, is you will find rest for your soul. Man, I got, I have, I have a, this is only the front page, y'all. I still have a whole other page. We're going two weeks into this topic. I'll just tell you right now. Um, Because, man... This stuff, what, the rest of what, I, you're going to have to come back next week, y'all. I'm just saying right now. It revolutionized mine and my wife's life. 
over the course of the last four months, and I'm, I'm super excited about what God's going to do with it moving forward. But I had to come to the end of myself. There, there was a, a girl on Thursday night who was testifying about the movement of the Holy Spirit in her life, and she said, I have my entire life been plagued with anxiety and depression. And, 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 and that is an extremely typical thing of what's going on in the life of Generation Z today, and really beyond that. I have, my life has been plagued with anxiety and depression, and she said, God moved in my heart, and he said to me, let it go, throw it off, get rid of it, give it to me, I'll carry it. And she said, I did that. She said, for four days, I didn't feel any anxiety. I didn't feel any depression. And then she said something that that blew me away. She said, but you know what? The fifth day, I started to feel it again. But here's what she said. But this time... She said, I, I have done that so many times. I have, I have done that thing of, of throwing it off so many times. She said, this time, when it came back, it does not have control over me any longer. Yeah, amen, that's amazing. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus doesn't say, I'm just going to remove all that stuff. Maybe he will. Probably not take somebody out, okay? I'm just saying. He probably won't rub somebody out. He won't be like, you know, boom, okay. Not, no, he's not going to do that, likely. Um, but, but he says, I'll walk with you. You take my yoke upon you. It's easy. It's light. And here's the thing. We want to we wanna make that a quantity statement. It is not a quantity statement. It is a quality statement. And what he says is, is that if you'll do that, if you'll come to me, That's the key. Come to me, Jesus says. Not not to everything else that that we've allowed to try to define who we are. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your soul. And here's the deal. What that rest is. I'll give you a sneak peek in the next week. Hey, sweet, I already have, like, most of my sermon ready for next week. I'm going to have a great week. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I just, I, you know, I only work on Sunday. So, I mean, I got to get it done. Um, no, so, so here's, here's, can I give you a definition of, of what, again, we're going to dive deeper into this next week, but of rest. Here, here's, a, here's a definition. You may want to write this down. You may not, and whatever. An intentional break that focuses on God for my good. An intentional break that focuses on God for my good. That is what Jesus promises to you. Rest. We'll dive into this next week more. For your soul. And what do we say about the condition of your soul? Proverbs 4.23. 
Guard your soul, for out of it flows all the decisions of your life. All the springs, all the rivers, all the life of your living flows out of your soul. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I don't know. I don't know what bricks you've been letting into your life that are weighing you down. I don't know what they are. But Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And I will give you rest. In just a moment, we're going to sing a song of invitation. We're doing something different today. Your eyes are closed, your heads are bowed. There's some people besides me that are going to be standing up here. There's also going to be people at the back by the doors. Who are those people? They're the staff of Harvest Time. They're the deacons of Harvest Time. And, and what we want to be available for is just to pray with you. And can I, can I just tell you, when you come forward for prayer, that is not you saying, I have massive problems, everybody please judge me. That's not, that is not what we're doing here. If you've got an issue of judgment, my friend, that's a, that is a brick you need to let go of. That is weighing you down. Instead of doing church, let's be the church. And so these individuals, I'm going to ask them to go ahead and come now. And as they're coming, again, your eyes are closed, your heads are bowed. This is an opportunity for you to just go to someone, and one of these individuals who's up here in the front, or one of the guys that's in the back, and just say, could you pray for me? You don't even have to say what you want them to pray about. They'll just pray for you. And, and the beauty of that is, is, is you don't have to do that Right next to you are a whole bunch of people who, are, who claim to be followers of Jesus. If you are that, and God is nudging your heart and saying, pray for the person next to you, turn to them and say, hey, God is really nudging my heart to pray for you. Can I pray for you? And you just lay a hand on them and just pray for them. That's being the church. Because the church is not a building. A church is not a service that I attend. The church is people. Let's be the church. And so today, and, 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 uh, and maybe every Sunday from here on out, this is, this is going to become normal. It's going to feel awkward, but that's okay. Having somebody pray for you, what a beautiful thing, what an incredible thing. So, and guess what? I'm not the only one that can do that for somebody else. I, I know every one of our staff members, I know every one of our deacons, they're Man, these people love Jesus. Are they struggling in their walk too? Yep. Just like me, just like you. They're just normal people, and they just want to pray for you. So are you willing to come? And and really what you're doing is you're saying, I'm coming to Jesus. You're a representative of Jesus. Would you just pray for me? And again, you 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 don't have to get up and come to the front or to the back to do that. You, someone can, you can just turn to somebody and be like, dude, will you pray for me? Don't worry about what you say. Just say what God leads you to say. He takes care of the rest. He's super cool like that.
so just as I am, without one plea, are you willing to come? Come to Jesus, take his yoke, and find rest for your soul. Would you stand?